When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. This is a podcast about scary things, urban legends, spooky things that you tell us about. Today, we are going to be reaching into... I'm just going to get right into it. I'd love it. I'm riveted by this. People are here for it. (laughs) Um, This is a pamphlet that I purchased at an estate sale. I love this. Which is like a store, but a ghost. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is a pamphlet that originally cost two ninety five and was sold to me for $3 <gasps> at the estate sale. So it appreciated in value yeah, pamphlets over 50 years. Are a good investment. Yes. Um, so this is a pamphlet called, This is Hollywood, an Unusual Guide. I love this. Um, this isn't Christmas themed, but it is Hollywood themed, so well, which is Christmas adjacent. It sounds like this is Halloween, which is the song from Nightmare Before Christmas, which is Christmas, and so now this pamphlet is Christmas. And Hollywood is famously called what? Tinseltown. There we go. It's Whoa. Christmas. Um, an unusual guide, and then <laughs> and it's got pictures of Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, and then a man in a top hat who looks like uh William Shatner. W.C. Field. W.C. Field. On the back, I don't know who any of these people. That's Clark Rhett, Gable. Clark Gable. Mae West. A, a puppet. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> and who's at the bottom? Is that... Marlena um, Dietrich? Gwen Stefani played her in The Aviator. What's her name? <laughs> it's Gwen Stefani. It's Gwen she Stefani. She played herself. She was like, ah! <laughs> I fell into a bathtub and I hit my head and now I'm here. It's uh, there's a there's like there's like a famous dig about her. Oh, it's Jean Harlow. Oh, because um, one time an old lady at a party said, "One must assume the tea is silent." Jean Har Jean Harlot. 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 One must assume <laughs> yeah. it was you. It was me. <laughs> you fell into it the same bathtub me, and drowned. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even wearing a wig. <laughs> they were like wealthy dowager. Andrew oh Harmer. my god! Uh, so I'm very excited to share this with you. Um, you might be asking yourself, what does an unusual guide cover? Underneath it has bullet points that says suicides, <gasps> grave sites, murders, stars, homes, hangouts of the stars in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. 52 maps over 600 points of interest by Kenneth Schessler. Wow, it's maps. It's maps. See the real Hollywood. Visit Hollywood's fabulous golden yesterdays. See for yourself where the stars lived, loved, laughed, cried, and where some died. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. This People is were really, really interested in this, huh? You'll see where Freddie Prinz committed suicide. The oh, former club no. where Gene Harlow... Things were different back then. The former club where Gene Harlow went to gamble. The Crips of Rudolph Valentino, Jack Benny, Clara Bow, and Bing Cosby. The old studio where Gone with the Wind was filmed. Un- not similar. Where Sharon Tate was murdered. James Dean's favorite restaurant. And much, much more. Now, why are we going to go hardball on everyone else except Jim James Dean? 
where Stan Laurel did his taxes, <laughs> where my mom fell down. <laughs> like, this is a mix. <laughs> where so, John Candy bought his ham. <laughs> um, okay, great. So I opened to a random page and landed on something that I'm very excited about. Um, so this is, I figured we'd just bop around in this. I'd love it. Um, great. <laughs> I'm going to skip the one about a, a child being kidnapped, killed, cut apart, and dumped on the curb in front oh, of this address. Hands trap who? Yeah. Imagine coming, like flying, going through LAX, getting your bag, and then driving immediately to the place to see <laughs> where a child was dumped on a curb. Jesus. God damn. Okay. Oh my God. Oh God. Okay. Wait, I am going to talk about it. Okay, okay I, we're, no, we're talking no, about the cut up. No, kid. I'm going to talk about it just for a second, just because it's kind of it's kind of camp. Um, <laughs> she was dropped off. It was in 1927, which is not sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it was the person um, charged ransom money for the kid, and um, I won't go into how, but they after she was dead, they made it look like she was still alive to get some money dropped her on the. That's not funny. This is, anyway, they did this in that new HBO show. Never mind. Sorry, go ahead. They did. Yeah. They did. Um, and then right above it is Judy Garland lived in this home in 1936. <laughs> like, Here's her recipe for peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> like, what's happening? So many ingredients. <laughs> Three pans. Come on. Okay, this is Hollywood South. Um, it's number two. It's 584 North Lillian Way. Um, let me see. So it's on the corner of Lillian and Rosewood. This is between Melrose and Beverly. Okay. Uh, by the Wilshire Country Club, right, right off of Highland. Um, are all of our Polish listeners loving this? Oh my God! <laughs> Come on, Poland. More, more streets. They know where things are. <laughs> uh, okay. Five eighty four North Lillian Way. Russ Colombo, the crooner and band leader of the twenties and thirties, was accidentally shot and killed in the library of this home in nineteen thirty four. Wow! How you may ask? While Colombo and a friend were inspecting a pair of antique guns, one went off and struck Colombo in the forehead. He was 26 years old and planning to marry Carol Lombard at the time. Oh, my God. Russ Colombo. Imagine your friend showing showing you around their new place and you die from one of their things. <laughs> this it would just be like things that we got at estate sales that we think are cute that have uranium in them. I know. I know. Uh, I'm going to look up a picture of Russ Colombo and I'm going to have Andrew. A famous describe. crooner he was, right? Crooner. Oh, no. He's really cute. Uh-oh. Is a short king. Oh, he is a short king. And he's kind good. of your type. He's a yeah, little bit of a Chris good Bryan. Arms, square jaw. Yeah, very much the type. He's sitting at a piano writing on sheet music. I, I hope he's writing, this sucks. This I suck. really don't like in movies when people die immediately. I mean, I don't want them to suffer either. But like, I find it very disturbing when someone is just gone so fast. Yeah, um, it's spooky. Yeah. Um, here's a picture of him with Carol Lombard. Wow. It looks like they're getting married, but poor they're not. They're just Carol. engaged. Poor Carol. What was that phone call like? <laughs> That's hard. Ow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he, 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 I think he originated the song Prisoner of Love. And no. For the listeners, these, these pictures are on Google. Yes, you can look them they're up on Google. Sh- we will not share them. And he's buried at Forest Lawn. We can go right after this podcast. Right now. Get a big empanada. <laughs> and mozzarella. Just Come talk on. about the, the short king's death. 
um, uh, do, should we do some more yeah, let's, let's do or more. do you have something else to say about that no i just i feel bad and i hope i hope um i hope kara recovered from such a loss well gail um let me see the ambassador hotel three thirty four hundred wilshire boulevard okay this again i think encapsulates the mix of tone in this pamphlet yeah. here we go one of Los Angeles's most popular hotels since the 1920s, the world-famous Coconut Grove featured the top entertainers of the day. Bing Crosby appeared here often in the 20s and 30s. Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated here in the hotel Jesus. in 1968 oh, nice. by Sirhan Sirhan. This is Why are you dropping names? so crazy. Sirhan Sirhan, the way I would say Bing Crosby. That is bonkers to me <laughs> the tone this feels like you know when have you ever gone back and watched like i love the 80s uh-huh. you know and like yeah, everything yeah, was yeah. a joke and you're like this is so fun and then they're like making hugely inappropriate jokes about really serious topics it just keeps getting more and more extreme <laughs> the more decades you go back this is oh wild. yeah this is um this is wild and then i'm just looking in the same neighborhood um yeah, Judy Garland's home, a young Jackie Cooper used to drive here in his chauffeur-driven automobile, he was too young to drive, to pick up Judy. The two MGM stars were dating in those early years. Very was, sweet. It was like Jackie Cooper was later involved in a famous law case. <laughs> Did he kill his wife or not? Who knows? Oops, he's sweet. El Royale Apartments, 450 North Rossmore Ave. William Frawley, who played the role of Fred on I Love Lucy show, oh, yeah. died here oh. in his apartment, number 303 in 1962. No, these are not... The, this is so weird that it's not like surreal stories of Hollywood. It's just like where people died and ate. Here we go. Yep. that's this is. I think that's what only like people of our parents' generation, that's all they want to know about. Yeah, that's true. Whenever my parents see a plaque that says a Teddy Roosevelt like took a shit in a <laughs> like a bucket on a street corner, they're like, woo! They do love that. They love it. Um, but in the same apartment in 1943, George Raft had an apartment here and Harry Cohn, president of Columbia Pictures, lived in the penthouse. President John F. Kennedy stayed here during the 1960 convention. I'm realizing, Anna, that what the, the, what the rapid fire tone of this feels like to me is being a camp counselor and like the things kids share, like one breath after the other, one breath, they'd be like, when I was born, Bill Clinton was president. My grandma's dead. Like, yeah. it's just, you're sort of like, all of uh, my okay. friends are dead yeah. and no one wants to talk to me because I'm so sad and I'm really scared of dying. Also, have you seen SpongeBob? Like, I don't like Ellen DeGeneres for the reason that you're thinking of. You're like, wow, there's a lot of toggling. The this dancing? Been, yeah. This should have been called toggling and maps. That's right. Okay, yeah. So here's an example. So we're I'm going on to the next page or the page before Hollywood East. Um great. Number 2, uh Fox Western Studios, 5498 Sunset Boulevard. From 1915 until the early 30s, many western movies were made here. Buck Jones along with other top cowboy stars made their early films on this lot. A shopping center now stands on the site. It directly next thing on the list of like caddy corner three banksia place sanitarium 5227 santa monica boulevard wallace reed a leading star of the silent era who is known as the king of paramount died here in a sanitarium in 1923 oh. reed was committed here because he was a drug addict he died in his cell-like room at the age of 1932 uh, at the age of 32 <laughs> at, the age, at the age of 19 he was put in a mental hospital for being vampire <laughs> <laughs> you crazy bitch uh the sanitarium now gone has been replaced by a bowling alley (laughs) 
Let's see what's at 5227. I don't think there's still a, a shopping or a, a bowling alley there. 5227. Everything is sweet greens now. I know. Or tender greens? What's it called? I don't know. Oh God! Yeah. It's like a it's like a fun like sarcastic OBGYN for dogs. <laughs> you can get it all done right there. It also Let's has a water see. slide. <laughs> Let's see. It looks kind of blank. It um, is crazy how like because Los Angeles in in terms of like uh, becoming the hub for entertainment is only like a hundred years old. The amount of things that are considered history are so crazy here. It's a pretty nondescript building that I do think belongs to the elementary school next door. Oh, that's <laughs> so crazy. That feels like something a fifth grader would say to a second grader. I like, was just thinking that. Yeah. Or like either like to scare them or to be like, yeah, this place is basically a sanitarium. Look it up. <laughs> um, Andrew, do you want to flip through and find something spooky to read? I'd love to. I, I know I'm going to turn to something and it's going to be like the Ku Klux Klan. I'm like, no, 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 never mind. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, flip to a rando. Oh, oh I'm on Beverly Hills. You baby. went right to Beverly Hills like you would normally. <laughs> Nine six four one Sunset Boulevard, the former home of the late actress Tallulah Bankhead, a stage actress. Miss Bankhead made only a few movies, which included Lifeboat, Royal Scandal, and Main Street to Broadway. Um, <laughs> well, that was really a dud. Um, well, come on, let's. I can't me- believe she doesn't have more things. Why do I know her name already? Because she was on talk shows a lot. Okay. And she was someone who was kind of supposed to be famous, but she was the type of actress who was very glamorous. But people think that Cruella Deville was based on her. That's why. Yes. I feel like I look like her. Look at her. She's. Scraped. Oh, I do. What a good Halloween costume. If I you. looked like this on my wedding day, I'd be so thrilled. She's got a great laugh, like a ah ha 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 oh, queen. Um. Let's see. What are the other good ones here? It's a lot of them. A lot of these are like where people lived. Um, yeah. All these are, these actors are all dead. We go somewhere more random than Beverly yeah, yeah. Hills. Cause that'll be a lot of people be living there. Yeah. Let's see. That's central Hollywood. Uh Oh, okay. what if we, is, is there a Burbank section? I wonder. Oh, it's just like Probably a not. horse. farted here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. The Hollywood Legion stadium. From 1920s to the 1950s, the Hollywood Legion Stadium was the place to go on a Friday night. It was the fight night. Fighters, what the hell? It was fight What the? Oh, oh, I see. Okay. It was fight night. Fighters such as James L. Braddock, Joe Louis. Oh, this is straight stuff. We don't care. Um, Go ahead, read it. Oh, it was just like, here's all the men who watch men fight. It, it looks like it's still there. The stadium is now a bowling alley. Oh, the, Well, but this is 50 years ago or so. What's the address? Uh, 1628 El Centro Avenue. <laughs> Do you want to know what it is? Yes, I would love it's to know. It's an LA fitness. <laughs> uh, I like to take a dump there because I don't have to do it at work. Um, I guess an interesting <sighs> thing to me about, about old Hollywood is that like now you can Airbnb out like Houdini's old house and stuff. Isn't that crazy? That's right. You yeah. stayed in a, in a Betty Davis horse stable, right? We did. Yeah, there. I also think it's that stars used to own a lot of property. Oh yeah, and so you like everybody's living in Betty Davis's house, kind of. They might not have lived there, yeah. <laughs> oh, but here we go, the Valley. Yeah, this is in Studio City, one two seven four eight Landell Street. This house was once owned by Clark Gable. When he died, the house was willed to his first wife, actress Josephine Dillon, a former drama coach. The late Miss Dillon appeared in the 1944 film, The Lady and the Monster. Okay, scary. Monsters are scary. <laughs> Andrew, you don't have the touch. I really Here, don't. You really don't have the touch. I really don't. I'm so sorry. Watch I, this. I'm going to flip to a page and find a really good one. Yeah. Or not. 
Okay, we're in Beverly Hills. I don't feel good about this. It's just home of Jack Benny. Actress Donna Reed. That's why we can't see any of the houses, because people would get these pamphlets and then drive around Hollywood and just be like... I know. That's where the lady, the creature from the Black Lagoon picked up lives. Do you know do you know do you know who June Lockhart is? I don't. Okay. Well she lived at twelve eight five oh Marlborough Street. Actress June Lockhart, popular during the nineteen forties. She appeared in the films Meet Me in St. Louis, All This in Heaven Too, Keep Your Powder Dry and Bury Me Dead. <laughs> she started the T V series Lassie. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, was she the little girl in um mm. Meet Me in St. Louis? Uh, I don't not. know. Because that little girl's obsessed with death, and it's so weird to watch now. Well, that one wasn't very good either. God, did you ruin the book, Andrew? I think I did. I have I have this impact. I think when I touch a pamphlet, it becomes bad. <laughs> Some might say the book was just a collection of locations where people lived, <laughs> and that maybe and I, no one ruined it. <laughs> wait, this thank, is interesting. Thank you for support, Jason. Okay, 14, this is in Bel Air. 1436 Bella Drive, Falcon's Lair, the former home of the late actor Rudolph Valentino. When Valentino died at age 31, several women committed suicide, suicide. and a whole nation mourned him. The films that made Valentino an idol were The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, The Sheik, The Young Raja, Blood and Sand, Monsieur Beaucaire, The Eagle, and Son of Sheik. When he built his home in 1926, he had the walls painted black and hung drapes that were also black. Many people still visit his crypt at the Hollywood Memorial Cemetery, especially every August 23rd, the anniversary of his death. The house was once owned by actress Anne Harding in 1945. Actress Gloria Swanson rented it in 1953. <laughs> no, and heiress Doris Duke owned it in recent years. We're getting into renters. We're getting into renters. Nothing happened. Andrew, you ruined the pamphlet. I really did. Uh, well, here's what I'll say about old scary places in Hollywood, though is that I think because there have been so many famous people around and because, I don't know, Hollywood was a dangerous town for a long period of time, people were dying all over the place. Rudolph Valentino died at a very young age. Um, yeah, what did he die of? I think, I feel like it was an accident on set. Am I making that up? He fall down? Probably. Um, but it's not, we can, it's not that sad because it was a long time ago. There also is a famous cocktail named after him called Blood in the Sand. And uh, it is disgusting. What's in it? Um, it's a cherry liqueur uh, cocktail, and it's mm. often served in like slushy form, so it tastes like <sighs> sand. I don't love it. Um, yeah, he fell down on set. Sorry, he collapsed. <laughs> don't say. He died You're from ha- falling down on set. He fell down. Um, yeah, uh, appendicitis and ulcers <gasps> and peri- peritonitis. Oh, God. I think people Gastric just like... Ulcers. People just, it caused, this is so interesting. It caused mass hysteria amongst his fans. Yeah. I guess it would be, it would be like Harry Styles or someone very suddenly dying. Wow. Because he had such a, he was sort of the first um, heartthrob of the, of the, of the silver screen. Yeah. This is interesting too, because he's Italian, but they called him the Latin lover. That's so funny. He also, (laughs) he played a lot of Middle Eastern characters. Yeah. I guess that was like close enough. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I feel well then the uh, the other irony is that he died in Manhattan not Hollywood. So my whole point is really moot. Um but people were dying <laughs> all over the place. Damn. Well, I really do love pamphlets from a long time ago that you can buy in people's homes. Yeah, no it's it is really great. Also, just to bring it back to Hans Trapp, WC Fields was one of his like recurring bits was how much he hated kids and wanted to eat one. 
He what? has a, he has a line where he goes, "I love children, fricasseed if possible." What the fuck? Yeah, and everyone's like, "God, I love that man." This is this is this is back when people had milk for every meal. <laughs> and milk me? for every meal. <laughs> fricasseed if possible. Um, and I'm sorry for ruining what was off to a very fun start. No, I think I probably just got lucky with the the best ones in the book. Um, this and this pamphlet's from 1978. Wow. That's later than I thought. They should have known better. They should have known better. Um, Anna, to close it out, can I read a listener email? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, because you know what? The holidays are about giving back. They are. And our listeners give back to us all the yeah. time with their wonderful emails. This is an email with the subject line listener mail, which I really which I really appreciate. But it is what it this is. This is what it is. It's like yeah. sending an email that says email. <laughs> uh, from Jack. Greetings, my favorite spooky duo in the realm of podcasts. I'm so glad that you've returned, and I think it was an excellent executive decision by Ladybird, the official manager of the pod. <laughs> you both bring so much joy to my day, particularly when I cried, choked, and started convulsing in laughter from Anna's impersonation of a loose old woman who's just crawling on the food. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the wedding picture. Wow. I have a story for the gentle listeners that may have been just my imagination, or it was something purely angelic for the holidays <gasps> i like that it's not oh no this is an angel yeah this is great this it's is not great. ghost it's, it's not angel. ghost maybe it's angel it happened when i was still in high school i attended a private catholic institution oh boy and we would pray each morning to saint eugene our school's patron saint and homeroom oh my god praying to patron saint and homeroom there was one day in particular where i was having a troubled morning definitely not in the moon to pray but out of fear i offended miss eugene but out of fear of offending Miss Eugene, I prayed anyway. I included an extra prayer to God for good measure, saying, please let the day be a kind one today. I really need it. I didn't think anything more about it until I went to walk under the doorframe to my next class and felt a firm hand press on my shoulder. Uh, I stopped in my tracks and looked behind me. There was no one there. I was the last one out of the classroom, so it could not have been another student. Anyone else in this situation would have jumped out of their skin, I'm sure, but I strangely felt completely calm. I continued with my day after that, but still remember this odd experience half a decade later. I don't consider myself heavily religious, but I wonder if that was truly an enlightening experience people have to show there's someone or something watching over us. Either that or a deceased janitor was reminding me to pick up rubbish someone else left behind. <laughs> I don't know any of the history with death on my school grounds, but maybe it was just a wandering spirit wanting to connect with a gay kid on campus. Anyways... <laughs> I hope that was somewhat enjoyable. I can't wait to hear what stories you have for us in the new year from Jack. <gasps> Jack. I have to say, and this is the Catholic school kid of me too, um, as a not very religious person now uh, and a bit of a skeptic, I love angel stories. I eat them with a spoon. I eat them right up. Right in with your angel stories. Yes. Why not? You know, new year, angel, new year, new Angel angels. or ghost. Yeah. We're, we're leaving out ghost or just the wind. Yeah. We're not doing the wind anymore. It's either ghost <laughs> yes, or, or angel. angel. Yeah, I love. Wow. I had I had a book of like angel encounters, which kind of was a ghost story book because there was one Anna it, and, and Jack. Maybe you'll appreciate this, too. I thought about it all the time. It was these were ostensibly supposed to be stories sent in by children, which is so funny. no written by one woman. Yes. A one woman named Blanche. Yep. Yeah um yeah the children these days don't say golly um <laughs> so this was a story about um it was re being written by like an 11 year old boy who said that uh, that he was staying at his dad's house with his little sister and his dad had a new girlfriend who had gotten into the dark arch which just meant that she owned a ouija board and that it's just that she was his dad's girlfriend yeah. <laughs> that's dark, the dark the arts. dark arts is wearing boots yeah yeah 
Um, so, uh, so, and he was like, and I know that my dad and my, my dad's girlfriend had played with the Ouija board before they left us to go on a date. Me and my sister were like in the bedroom by ourselves. And that as it's described, like demons began to fill the ceiling. Like they were a slideshow. Like oh. with each slide, it would be like more demons would fill the space. <gasps> and then the, this was a not religious kid. And so he just started, he and the sister started praying to God to send angels to save them. And that one by one, each of the demons got replaced by angels who were like fighting them off, off the ceiling. Incredible. And the impact that had on me though, was not that I was like, wow, angels can help. But I was like, so if you Ouija board, you get demon slideshow, <laughs> like, <laughs> like for free. <laughs> the hell i know hbo yeah. who i read half of that story and i'm in <laughs> wow but it did but then i did kind of have a thought of like uh i do remember thinking like oh so like you don't have to like go to catholic school to have god listen to you like it was sort of a twist yeah wow yeah we gotta find that book lies it- told by children <laughs> <laughs> angels are for real um god yeah, i but i love an angel story and i love this one Jack. i love i also love one of my favorite ghosts is a pressure ghost oh yeah because that feels real right the other morning i felt the cat jump on the bed and looked down he wasn't there oh god come on these things happen these things happen um i will also say one more word about angels for the holiday season is that um you know we, we talk about like biblically accurate angels which are like eyeballs with a bunch of arms and wings emerging yeah upsetting yeah I'm always curious, like, who's the first person to be like, let's run with this visual, you know? <sighs> Was it God? Yeah, I do. You know, like, sometimes with, like, auteur directors, when they're, like, really into an idea, and you're like, okay, like, we'll give this one to God. Yeah, he had a really good last one, so. Yeah. <laughs> God is Wes Anderson. He it's is. Like, yeah, we, sure, why not? I guess. <laughs> Wow. All David Bowie songs, sure. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, thanks, that was Jack. such a good I'm so glad it, it's either Angel or a janitor being like, You have a poop on your butt. <laughs> yeah, whether it's a gay affirming angel or a gay affirming janitor ghost, I think it's great. Either way I'm in. Yeah, I mean let's be angels are queer. We gotta get down to it. Is there any is there anything less gay than an angel? Yeah, it's like it's everything. It, a thing made to help. Like this is that flies around. <laughs> come on flying uh, is the gayest way of getting somewhere we've always said it we've always said it jet ski close second close second subway after that yeah um (laughs) anna once again a very happy holiday to you this is a fun little bonus episode this is just a fun little guy yeah this is when you're when you need some space from your family as they're arguing over the eggnog being room temperature you can (sighs) you can we'll we'll name where celebrities have lived before you can do that we can do that yeah that's like put ice cubes in it. You do that for everything else you drink. Exactly. What's Come the on. problem? Milk is milk. We get, ew. And on that note, <laughs> get, get out. out. <laughs>